Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody. Every once in a while, you just need to break something. And on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we have created your ultimate breaking stuff mixtape. It's coming right up. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, but you can just go right ahead right now, and you can call me. No, do not call me Al. Spartacus? <laughs> you can call me Spartacus. You can call me Al. Just call me Ludini. All my friends call me Ludini. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you want to go to lulombardimusic.com to get your free EP, get access to our inner circle group, and uh, you get on my email list where I send out all kind of fun emails. Did you guys see I my, got it. I read the my email thing. that I sent? Okay. <laughs> I guys finally got you guys on the I'm list. Like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I know, I know that I didn't guy. Get any, I didn't get anything like that. So uh, that yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I'm being serious. Oh. I check my email every day. I have so much junk mail, and I've got nothing it's important. Probably, you, uh, you, I, go, I sift through try to unsubscribe and it's they're on me man there's somebody you, uh, on me because i give newer new ones every day you have gmail right yeah i'm gonna probably okay. need to change i have one gmail and one comcast uh i don't know which one to send it to but if it's in your gmail look in the either the updates or promotion tab and it's probably in there but anyways um so you get all kind of cool stuff like that and uh, so go to ludenbarnmusic.com for that. Want to give a shout out to our good friends at Wolf's Customs. There is no reason, guys, to be going out there uh, doing your Zoom concerts. And pretty soon, hopefully, real concerts. Right, Lily? Yeah. yeah we got a few real concerts. You've seen a yes. few things. Few things uh, with the same uh, boring-looking guitar you've been that everybody else has. <laughs> so you want to go to, go right here to wolfscustoms.online. Talk to Chris Thunderwolf Dotson. He will hook you up. And you'll be rocking, man. You'll be rocking. You'll be rocking that Fred Durst backwards hat, you know, the whole thing. Maybe he can hollow flash the hat. Hollow flash your hat. <laughs> All right. And, um, oh, yeah, Rock Rage Radio. Go to rockrageradio.com, download the app, and you can listen to great guitar-driven rock and all kind of fun stuff. A lot of great um talent oh. on there too oh, other yeah. DJs and stuff like that that are very very cool all very of, different yeah everybody does something a little bit different Lily's got her own show on there I do have my own show yeah Hot Licks with Lily Von Six not the Von just no the, Von just Lily Six alright alright all right. <laughs> you see you only keep the Von for special occasions that's just outside of the radio and speaking of Lily V6 we have Lily V6 live in oh the studio. hi I, I actually did since you talked about a show I did go to a show on Friday I saw the complete Sabbath experience which was awesome, but I do like to point out that we had our locals Blood Union and Yiga Digga on the show as well, and they were awesome. Fantastic, as always. Yiggum Diggum. And speaking of Yiga Digga, I don't know what that means, but we have Keith the Hawk Hawkins <laughs> here today. What's going on, Hawk? What's going on? Nothing. But soon, something. 
I know. Somebody has a birthday coming up, don't they? Friday is my birthday, and the person that guesses how old I am gets a free, well, you don't get anything, but you can just, you know, act like you won a million dollars. <laughs> you got the golden ticket, oh. Charlie Buckets. You're 29. Again. <laughs> I like to celebrate that one over and over again, too. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why the hell not? Um. Yeah, anyway, so it's been uh, crazy. Uh and I just think with everything that's happened in the past year and the sort of kind of bumpy start we're off to in 2021, I thought, like, let's do a podcast about, like, songs that you can just smash the whole everything to. Mm-hmm. Just, you I know, like take idea. all of this, guys, when you, when, when, you, when you put this mixtape together, you want to, this is, we put that on and you smash every dish and cup and glass in the kitchen. Yes. Just destroy it. Just smash them. It just feels good. Sometimes you just got to break some stuff. Yes. That's right. Faces. (laughs) Well, now, 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 now. Calm down. Hearts. Hearts. So we, uh, so we have a, we, we're going to put together the ultimate mix. I got a whole bunch of them. Lily, Keith does too. And then, so what you guys can do, what I'd recommend you to do is create a little playlist on Spotify or uh, YouTube music or whatever you like. And this is your breaking stuff playlist. And there it is. And there you have it. No Damn right. So, okay. So, who wants to start? Lily. Good. Lily. Uh, Lily will start. I'll start. I'll do one for, I'm assuming probably mostly for the ladies, but I guess men might think this is a breaking stuff song too, but I picked uh, Don't a- tell me it's that song by Gloria Gaynor. No, it's Violet oh. by Hole. Hole. You said Hole. Um... It's, it's it's said it's written about her relationship with uh, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, they speak from the point of view of an angry narrator who has abandoned a romance and starts out nice and slow, but then it goes into that you know really aggressive lyric. And I feel like a lot of women really like that song to break stuff to. It's kind of a thing. So it's a poo-poo relationship. I can relate to that. There you are. What uh, we start off with one for the ladies. <laughs> And uh, Keith, I know Keith doesn't have one for the ladies. Which one you got, Keith? What do you want to talk about? I got uh, one that I think just as soon as I hear the opening bell, it sounds like a damn fire alarm going off. But from an old, old school Primus record, but too many puppies. As soon as I hear too many puppies, I'm ready to Done. tear this place apart. But is that, is that the really restrain? But as soon as you hear too many puppies come in, it's just like that song is relentless from start to finish. Like I said, once again, off the Frizzle Fry album, which is a very early on album for them, but Too Many Puppies is one of my favorite ones to like put a hole in a wall or something too. <laughs> um, this is a or shoot, a, or shoot a gun. Shooting a gun is very therapeutic. Well, yes. Speaking speaking of shooting a gun, only at a target. I'm just saying. Speaking of shooting, for that goddamn squirrel in the backyard, that son of a bitch got nothing coming. You don't have squirrels in New Orleans. You got like yeah, alligators and lizards. They're everywhere. They're sons of bitches. They got armadillos, squirrels, <laughs> freaking possums. What else is there down here? Oh man, keeping my mouth shut. Bigger, bigger crows than anybody I've ever seen. So, uh, speaking of uh, shooting a gun, this song has a this the song has a great refrain. This is great re- refrain over, that say over and over song. It says, "Let freedom ring with the shotgun blast," and that is, of course, Davidian uh, from the album "Burn My Eyes" from Machine Head, uh, released in 1994 on Roadrunner Records. 
The album themes generally tie into social disorder and corresponding inner tension that the band was exposed to uh, uh, in their uh, native Oakland, California, reflected in Rob Flynn's lyrics, um, such as Los Angeles, uh, uh, such as Los Angeles riots and the Waco siege. The album shipped over 400,000 copies worldwide, becoming Roadrunner's best-selling debut album until the release of Slipknot's debut. So, yeah, um, it's a killer song, and there's a great music video to it. Davidian by Machine Head. Legit. Legit. Too legit. To quit. To quit. (laughs) So the next one, so now we're going to go back. (laughs) There's no MC Hammer on the list, I'm sorry. No. Even though he has Hammer in his name, he's not. It's just not It's not the the same. same. It's not the same. So what do you got? <laughs> um, the next one on my list is I've Had It by Black Flag from their Nervous Breakdown album in 79. Um, as you can clearly hear in the lyrics, the song is literally about being fed up with life and authority and everything around you that makes your head spin. Um, you've reached your wit's end um, out of anger, and I think we've all had those days at work or in life or what have you. And uh, like the song, uh, it says in the song, you're going to explode and just break shit. So, Yeah. Sometimes you gotta. It's not an aggressive song, but it's definitely meaningful. (laughs) It's like a meaningful violence. (laughs) Speaking of meaningful violence, Keith, what do you got? I got Domination by Pantera. Oh, yeah. That song is one of the heaviest songs. It's a sledgehammer in your freaking face the whole time. But as soon as you get towards the end, one of the ultimate metal riffs of all time sends you into that, into the solo, into the outro, and it's some of the heaviest show you ever hear. And courtesy of Dimebag and the rest of the boys, Vinnie Paul, Rex and Phil. And that was one badass band in that song. And I, I think they might be a repeat offender on my list, hint, hint. But that song gonna... <laughs> is could, could cause a lot of destruction. I heard they were playing that song during like the Portland riots. They bump it, they pump it into the streets every day. Oh, really? That's what, no. that's what goes on. No, really? Then at that point... It is. I mean, you got to watch out for what it is. I actually just made this entire thing up, so don't believe me. <laughs> and because I was going to ask you if that was the only Pantera song, I will not steal your thunder. So that, so I will keep. I will keep. I will, mm, zip up. I won't say anything. But yes, yeah, so I was just curious because there's a. They got a couple. That I can have really. One. They can really. Yeah, they got. They, you could probably do like. A, I mean, this is a very. This is a one of them shows that can come back every once in a while because because there's so this many. Shit, <laughs> this shit is never ending. I mean, you could do a whole show of breaks stuff songs on just on Pantera alone to be honest I mean yep. they got some they got some crushers um, here's what I want you guys to do those of you listening uh, to us live um, I sent out an email this week and told a funny story about a guy I played in the band with and who would he would he was a great dude but sometimes he would lose his shit and he would breaks part of the PA, something from the PA system or one of the lights or something, even some of his own gear. And I remember one time just saying to him, dude, like, what's with it? And he said, sometimes, Lou, you just got to break some shit. And then he said, what really sucks is when I break something and I got to rebuy the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, I got to rebuy. So what I want to ask you guys, if you have you broken something and went, oh, crap. Yeah, out of out of anger and go, ah, oh, crap! I gotta go buy that damn thing again. Uh, let us know. I'm gonna be curious to see if anybody's uh, anybody's done it. We'll check over on the Rock Rage Live uh, thing as well. But uh, leave, leave a comment. Be curious. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. Um, I'm gonna pick one that is a kind of. Uh, I'm gonna pick one, Keith. I want to dedicate this to you, specifically to Hair Metal Hank. Mm. Um, you know what? It was funny you say that because I think. He's going to make an appearance in 2021 
If I can get a hold of him, I think he's in Zimbabwe right now. But if I can get a hold of him, he's afraid he of the COVID. Come on. He would come on and talk about his next to. Uh, I think he's gonna. He might hang it up pretty soon. I mean, he's, he's 75 years old, you know. <laughs> he's kind of like Joe Lewis, the boxer. He would just make up an age, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, this is from the album Headhunter, the seventh studio album by the rock band Crocus. And, you know, it had hits like um, Screaming in the Night, which is the one most people kind of remember mm -hmm. from, their, uh, fr from that record. But the song that introduced me to Crocus was not that song. Uh, I can't, I do not remember what concert show was on. It was on late at night, like midnight came on. And they came out on stage and they played this song first. And it's Eat the Rich. They're Eat the Rich. There's other Eat the Riches. Oh, yeah, Aerosmith has an Eat the Rich. Motorhead yeah. has an Eat the Rich. But <laughs> Eat the Rich by Crocus is just this really fierce rock and roll song. Amazing, uh, like just killer vocal performance. <clears throat> really aggressive. I just, I love the guy's voice so much. He's a, he's like one of these guys that has that uh, like sort of Bon Scott kind of vibe going on when he sings. <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's just kick ass. His name is Mark, Mark Storis. How do you say his name? Uh, Storachi. I, I would say Storachi. Storachi. Yeah. So he's peeing got, his pants. I got Keith the Rich by Crocus, and Keith is laughing at me. <laughs> What are you laughing at, brother? Because uh, you have a fucking Crocus song on your list, but that's a uh, right. Uh, dude, Crocus, come almost, on, man. I almost fell out of the seat a minute ago, but that's, you know, it's. <laughs> I realized right. that I probably wouldn't get up, so that's. that's I love. I, yeah, that's, yeah. That's I'm not saying I love Crocus, but I was young and impressionable, and I remember hearing that song going, like, yeah, it really rocks, and it's just always kind of been one of those, like, yeah, songs when I get ready Hey, man, I'm just, playing, I'm just playing. You know what I mean? You, oh, you play it. Like. It wouldn't matter if you had 10 Crocus songs. Could we pick 10 say. Crocus songs? <laughs> Did you like them that much? I couldn't even name 10 Crocus songs. I could have to tell you uh, a few. Uh, well, they do. Uh, they did a version of uh, American Woman, I believe. Oh, gosh. They have I, a re I believe they have a remake of that. Screaming in the Night and, and uh, Eat the Rich. Those are the only Crocus songs I know. That's all. Uh, you need that's to know. all I have for about. Okay, it's enough about Crocus. <laughs> You're right. done with Crocus. This is not the Crocus show. <laughs> Anybody listening out there? If you can name one more Crocus song, you get a free. Uh, I'll make up something. You, you get a free well, envelope. I have. Send, uh, it where, send I, it where you want. Get a signed, I, uh, autographed photo of Hair Metal Hank. Uh, oh, by the way, yes. Rob, <laughs> Rob Halford does some backing vocals on this album too. Oh, good to know. Just, just one of them things. We're just going to go ahead and throw it out there. So we're going to go throw it back to our good friend Lily V Six. What do you got, Lily V Six? I'm going to pick Anarchy in the UK. Oh, good one. By the Sex Pistols from uh, Never Mind the Bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols '76. Um, it was their debut single um, in 1976. Um, John Lydon described the co composition of the song's opening lyrics, explaining that the best rhyme conf uh, confirmed, or excuse me, that he could de uh, devise for the first line is, I'm an antichrist, with the second line, I'm an anarchist. Which doesn't really rhyme, but I mean... Sure. Christ, yeah, close, close enough, enough for punk rock. But he likes to tell people that he definitely is not... Um, an anarchist, so he likes to throw that out there, but it's basically a statement of self-rule, it's an ultimate independence, it's at a time when kids were feeling like punk wasn't punk anymore, so this was sort of like a an anthem for that, and it's definitely a uh, an ultimate break stuff song in the true fashion of punk, I think. Anarchy, but to, let me just uh, throw a little bit of yeah. uh, 
let me school you on anarchy. Anarchy does not mean without like, you know, with like no rules or anything. Right. All, anarchy means without rulers. Yes. In very important distinction. Very important distinction. Anarchy without rulers is actually pretty freaking cool. And it we, is, but it could get violent. We should be thinking about that. That's something we might want to consider. And anarchy, if you're thinking without rules, well, no good. But without rulers, yeah, the rulers are the people that screw everything up anyway. Legit. So, uh, yeah, I, I love that song. That's, That's very one. cool. There's been some cool covers of it, too. I read about who covered it, but gosh, I don't even know now. Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of... A lot of <laughs> A lot of covers. Usually I do like to mention the covers, but I did not do that this time. Um, so what do we got next, Mr. Hawk? Monsieur Hawk. Monsieur Hawk. I'm, I'm going to go a little, um, still very heavy, but more industrial. And this one here, every time I hear it to this day, still makes you just want to destroy something. I almost wrecked a freaking car the other day. When I hear, when, when a head like a hole comes on, man, that shit is slamming. From you stole it. You stole, you thief. <laughs> You thief! I mean, a great mind thinks alike. You know what I mean? It's just one of them things where it's that song is just that doesn't give you an adrenaline rush. I mean, I'm not even a huge Nine Inch Nails fan. I mean, I respect the dude for what he's done, and I like his. Uh, he's on a lot of movie soundtracks and has some really creative ideas in his soundtracks and things. But uh, there's something about that that tune there, man, is killing. I think it's a great jam. I have it on my list as well. So uh, let me go ahead and give you guys a little bit of background on it. And by the way, Lily, I'm very uh, disappointed in you. I didn't Mo- know I they knew, did I it. Thought, I was going to say it, but I was like, Lily's the Motley Crue expert, and she would say it. I don't even like but their Mo- covers. But Motley Crue does that. <laughs> uh, Head Like a Hole is a song by the American industrial rock band Nine Inch Nails, released as the second single from the groups. And this is a great album title. And this would be a great name for a band, a Pretty Hate Machine. That'd be a great name it's for a band. It's probably a tribute band for them somewhere. Yeah, they're probably. Although uh, one of the more rock-oriented tracks on the album, many elements of electronic dance music are still featured. The lyrical contents deal with the themes of betrayal, angst, uh, consistent with the rest of the album, uh, and uh, that it it comes from Head Like a Hole is among the band's most famous songs and remains remains both a critical and fan favorite. So good pick, Mr. Hawkins. That is my favorite. Yeah, man. That's that's on your list, too? No, that's just one of my favorite songs by them. It's not on my list, though. Head like a hole. Well, since Keith and I sort of shared that one, go ahead, Lily. Oh, sure. Uh, So the next one on my list is, and I'm going to swear, so get ready for it, Fucking Hostile by Pantera. From Vulgar Vulgar Display of Power, 1992. (laughs) That's what I thought, the one, the Pantera, you were going to say, Keith. But, uh, like, can we really find a song, like, a better song about all the bullshit? But, yeah, probably. There's a ton of songs about bullshit. But this one's definitely blunt and in your face. This one is about lashing out at authority figures. It's about being pissed off in general. It's fast-paced. It's aggressive. And I do think of me lashing out on something or someone when I hear this song and breaking shit, whatever it may be. Whatever, If it's in my way, it's probably going to get busted up when I listen to that yeah. song. And I do have a story about me breaking stuff later if we want to talk about it when I was angry. (laughs) Okay, again, guys, if you've broken something when you were angry that you had to go and buy again because you broke it, let us know. Be interested to hear about it. Um, This is, okay, um, I'm going to go cliche on you guys. Word. Word. Yo, word. Word. Yo, yo, word. (laughs) I'm going to say, let's talk about We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. That's on my list, too. Great track, uh, song by American band Twisted Sister from their album Stay Hungry. It was first released as a single 
with You Can't Stop Rock and Roll as the B-side. Remember when there were B-sides? Yeah. Wow. I, am, uh, I was super young, but yes. April 27th, 1984, the Stay Hungry album was released two weeks later on. On May 10th, my birthday, 1984, the single reached to number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles charts, making it Twisted Sisters' only top 40 single. The song was ranked number 47 on 100 uh, Greatest 80 Songs from uh, and number and number 21 on VH1's 100 Greatest One-Hit Wonders of the 80s. See, I don't think of Twisted Sister as a one-hit wonder because I know um, burn in he- uh, you're going to burn in hell and I want to rock. I think it's a one-hit wonder to those who only know the song. Like yeah, the two well, I mean, in terms, in terms of being on the charts, yeah. I guess. Um, selling more than 500,000 500, copies, We're Not Gonna Take It, was written by D. Snyder. Uh, and Keith, you need to come back. Keith has, uh, has stepped out. He must have oh. had to, must need to go get a shot. <laughs> uh, but uh, great song. Do you want to add anything to that? Um, I actually um, want to say that uh, as influences for the song, D. Snyder cites the glam rock band Slade and the Christmas Carol, I'll Come All You Faithful. Those were his influences for this song. I thought that was hysterical. I didn't explain why. Wow. Oh, come all you faithful. I get the Slade part. Um, but also in the um, video, Douglas C. Niedermeyer from Animal House, they use his line, you're all worthless and weak, which I think is great. And uh, Mark Metcalf, who plays Niedermeyer in the movie, makes an appearance in the video as well. So that was that's a cool little tidbit for me. Very classic 80s video. Yes. Very. It's kind of cheesy, but great. They have all the crazy hair and makeup and... You know the whole thing, and it's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah, yeah. As I do. Yeah, kind of like a combination of like um, transvestite war paint. You know what I think they were going for is what's his name um, from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, uh, Frankenfurter. Yeah. Also, I have another little tidbit about that album, uh, Stay Hungry. You know how T- uh, D. Snyder is the only one on the cover. The reason is Mark Weiss, who I did that interview with, he could not get the other band members to stop drinking or doing drugs to get them all together to get a good photo. He did get photos of the other band, but D was the only one ready to go, yeah, and that's D, why D, D made the cover. D is straight edge. He yeah. doesn't drink or yeah. do drugs so or anything like that. That's why he's, the rest of the band didn't make it on the he's cover. He's really big time into fitness and everything. He's an older yeah. guy, and he's like in killer shape. So that was a, I thought that was a very cool thing. So we need Hawk to come My back. My mom, Tracy Sampson, has a... Story to tell. Okay. Like to yeah, let's hear it. it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Tracy Sampson. I smashed almost a whole set of dishes as I was washing them because my two daughters wouldn't stop arguing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me and my sister Amelia. <laughs> she, <laughs> we were probably beating the crap out of each other or arguing over something super petty like a toy or something. So. She doesn't remember if there was music playing. And you want to know why? Because you probably blacked out because you were so mad. <laughs> wow, she gets that mad that she blacks out? I mean, I do. Oh, <laughs> so do. I'm sure she does. That's great. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Okay, so we we need, he, we need Hawk to get back here. Do you want to check uh, Facebook messages yep. and see if there's, a, if there's a situation? Uh, hopefully everything's okay. So, um, I am gonna go. I, I'm gonna go like. Um, I'm gonna go with this song. This song has a lot of angst and anger in it, and um, there's something about the groove that has. It's, it's very aggressive, and gives you that kind of feeling of like you mm. want to just break stuff. It's not break stuff, but it's sober. Uh, by the band Tool, the song was released as the first single from their debut st- studio album Undertow. Guitarist Adam Jones has stated in an interview that the song is about a friend of the band whose artistic expression only comes out when he is 
under the influence. Hmm. A lot of people give him shit for that, Jones says. If you become addicted to that uh, and a junkie as well, that's your fault. Um, Sober (laughs) is one of the earliest songs composed by Maynard James Keenan with roots dating back to 1987 live performance um, with uh, his first band, Children of Anachronistic Dynasty, in which the song was called uh, Burn About Out. The song contains some lyrics from the first verse of Sober with the same basic melody, although the melody is considerably faster and has instrumental chorus. Nice. So uh, I, that's a hard driving song, and the way the lyrics are, there's a lot of feels like there's a lot of angst in it, doesn't yeah. it? So that For that, sure, is, that that is definitely one that you. I gonna, didn't even think of Tool, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they've got some. There's some. There's some anger. Uh, in, 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 that, in their music for sure. So what do you got, Lily? Um, next on my list is Back in Black by ACDC. Good from one. Their Back in Black album, 1980. Um, this isn't necessarily an aggressive song at all, but uh, the song was written as a tribute to their former singer, Bon Scott, who died in February of 1980. Uh, it's very well known for its opening guitar riff. Uh, when I hear that riff, it makes me think of me and maybe a group of my friends uh, going to kick some ass and like a slow motion movie version of my life. That's what I think of, and I think of like just you know, smashing stuff with the baseball bat. Um, it's a rock and metal song that appeals to everybody from dads to dudes to little old ladies, uh, beating noisy kids over the head with their sticks. <laughs> so that's what I think of that. And that's, like I said, it's not necessarily an aggressive sounding song, but it's definitely a song that I feel like you could break stuff to. In slow motion. In slow motion specifically for that. Well, I don't know, <laughs> man. I, it, I think that's a kick-ass tune. I think that you could... You could probably just put a whole ACDC album on. Oh, I mean, yeah. And just... Probably that whole album. Just go nuts. Or the Highway to Hell is another record. I almost put If You Want Blood on my list, but we just talked about that last week, so I'm like, I better just stop overlapping all of that. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Okay. not messaging me back. I don't know what's going on with Keith. Hopefully everything is all right. There's no issues. I'm wondering if his phone died. Yeah. This is the guy that does a podcast with his phone, and it's always dead. Here he comes. Here comes the hawk. Here come. Here comes the hawk again. Do 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 do. Here comes the hawk. Do 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 do. What you doing, hawk? <laughs> There's a ghost in the machine, man. What can I tell you? You had to go break shit, didn't you? No, I, well, I was gonna go outside and bust somebody's ass. I'll tell you that much. Uh oh. Nah, uh-huh. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I don't know, something happened. Like sometimes the, it's on my end there. Uh, sometimes the Wi-Fi just like. For like a second, the alarm goes off. But like, and it's weird because it's like I don't know if it's caused by just you know aliens or some sort of glitch in the system, or it could be anything. It's the swamp point. witch of New Orleans. Is a glitch. In or the it could just, I mean, what, what, you can't really expect sometimes much from a you know a town that's built on top of a swamp. That's just <laughs> how it goes. So uh, we rattled off a couple. We talked about sober uh, by Tool. We talked about Back in Black by ACDC. What do you got? Help us out, Hawk. I'm going to go with Freedom by Rage Against the Machine. The nice. fact is, the song starts out a little bit heavy. Then it gets kind of melodic, but towards the end, man, I think I brought that up last week about just the anger in someone's voice. And, like, the music just kind of just gives you emotion at times where it makes you happy when a happy song makes you sad on a sad song. That song there just makes you pissed off because you're feeling Zach De La Roca's rage because he's singing about something he truly believes in. And I think it's one of the actual, like, actually better rave songs and it's tucked away like at the last track of their first record but it's and they did have a video for it and everything but as soon as that that middle part comes 
into that. Oh no. The swamp witch got him. The swamp witch got you again, Hawk. You froze. Uh, killing in the name is on a, was on a lot of people's lists. If you do a little research about <clears throat> angry songs, angsty songs, killing in the name comes up. But that's a good pick, man. Freedom by Rage Against the Machine. That's our first Rage Against the Machine song of the evening. I believe so. Surprisingly, uh, Rage. So- I mean, it's in the title. <laughs> yeah, well, who to thunk it? No, who, who to thunk it? Lily, tell nice me something thing. good. That's a good song too. Um, so I, the next pick. Is You're Crazy by Guns N' Roses from Appetite for Destruction, 1987. Uh, so, like, literally, what is the one thing women hate being called? Crazy But Beatrice. most often are, most often of them in reality are, is crazy. And this song is about Axl Rose calling the girl crazy because she wants him and he doesn't want, she doesn't want his love. She wants his body, a.k.a. satisfaction. <laughs> this one is a little close to my heart because I told a guy once that I wanted him. And this is the song he sent me. Oh! And I was driving at the time, and he wanted, and I wanted to put my car through other cars, buildings, what have you. So that's why this one's on my list, and that person knows who it is. It's and that person's nice. actually up at my house right now. That's, <laughs> it's nice that you can, like, admit that. Yes. Well, no, I know. I know we're crazy. Don't, I don't, I'm not even going to hide that. <laughs> Lily fact. was talking about You're Crazy by Guns N' Roses. She says this annoys a lot of chicks, too. Because guys, guy, she said a guy sent her this song. Because... <laughs> I wanted him, and I told him I wanted him, and he sent me that song. And I'm like, oh, there it is. And I was driving at the time away from the craft house, ready to, like, bust up my car and other cars. Huh. I don't <laughs> was know. That, was I'm that bit... after the Y&T concert? No, yes, it no, was. no. It wasn't, wasn't at, it? No, it wasn't Y&T. It was, a, it was a concert, like, right before that. We talked about this situation <laughs> at that concert. No, I think it was the concert. No, it was Soulfly, I believe. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. He could probably confirm that more than I can, but... It's definitely after a craft house show. Uh, crap. Look, Keith, come on. You, you you skipped a couple, so jump back in there. You mentioned Freedom by Rage Against the Machine. What else you got? I got the Pretender by the Foo Fighters. I think Dave Grohl in this one really just kind of starts hitting emotion. That song is my favorite Foo Fighters song ever, and it's just a very solid track by them, and I really like just the aggressiveness of it and the kind of mellow beginning. Then it just starts kicking in, and it's a really good it's a really good rock and roll song, and it's my, like I said, my favorite Foo Fighters song is that one. So that's the one that I could probably listen to again and again and again. All right, cool, man. Uh, this song is uh, the one I'm going to pick next. Is I don't really know if it's an angry song per se, but it's got such an amazing groove, and it's got it's so aggressive. And Bruce Dickinson's vocal performance is so. This is like what. This is one of his like really kind of over the top almost kind of performances, and it's two minutes to midnight. Um, it's on the album uh, Power Slave from 1984, just like the Twisted Sister song yeah. from 1984, right? Uh, it was released as the band's tenth single and first from the album uh, on uh, the sixth of August, 1984. It rose to number eleven on the UK singles charts. Isn't that cool? It was actually a single for them. That, that's very cool. Yeah, I knew that. And, I and number twenty-five on the Billboard top album tracks. The- <laughs> getting angry. Uh-oh. Uh, the band's first uh, single would succeed five minutes in length. It remained their longest until Infinite Dreams in 1989. Uh, just a, it's a protest song about nuclear war, so I guess there would be some anger about that. At the time, few kids don't remember, that was the biggest thing. Before there was uh, 9-11, before there was the the, 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 the COVID scandemic and, and all these, uh, you know, all this Trump and all this stuff, there was... 
the Cold and War, the, and yeah. we all thought any minute we were going to die. Any minute, like the, the you know the Soviets are going to send their warheads, and we're going to retaliate, and that's going to be the end of the world. We were just ready for it in any minute, and it didn't happen. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was reading about how it's super close right now. So, um, so the song attacks commercialism of war and how it's used to fuel the global, global economy. Um, hence, uh, you think uh, military-industrial complex stuff. Uh, rich politicians profit directly from it. Um, interesting, the guy that everybody hated who didn't want any more wars, <clears throat> uh, they just got rid of, so... Uh, just put that in your pipe and smoke it. Lily, what do you got? Well, he's arguing with me right now that it was after the moose, but he's a liar from hell. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lily's having a little lover's quarrel yes. as we have the podcast. Anyway, the next song is Payback by Slayer from the album God Needs mm. Us All. I was um, waiting for a Slayer song. This is the final track on the album. It's a pretty great ending to the album like this one. Yeah. Uh, the whole album is aggressive about murder, revenge, and some self-control. Topics people can relate to in my opinion uh this one is one of the revenge songs um it displays some raw anger revenge and beating the shit out of someone or something and it brings out anger in people or in the metal community they say it actually relaxes them from being angry and listening maybe with a combo of breaking things so yeah so we have uh so what's going on over there keith i hear a little conversation going on uh there's somebody at the door <laughs> trick-or-treaters it's not the trick or treat. It's somebody uh, something about a warrant and drugs. Uh oh, run! Which I, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> swallow this. Swallow this. Quick, flush it down the toilet. All right, give us one. Um, let me just close my eyes and pick. We'll stay with that. Raining blood. Nice. From a lacerated sky. Since we were already on a Slayer, can you said it's about time somebody picked a Slayer tune? It could have been a plethora of an you know, angel of death i mean he could go on and on and on but that entire album is just one big moshing album and there's no it's no, not very not a lot of slow jams on uh on rain Blood. really it's not like a it's not like a getting busy album that you put on to no no that, that, I mean, actually that, that, that whole album is like less than i think it's like 30 some minutes long the whole album that's almost <laughs> like a punk rock record yeah for real it's like it's like speed metal Ramones, you know. <laughs> speed metal Ramones, Morones, uh, Ramones, Morones, or the Morones, either one. Well, speed metal Maroons is what I meant to say. Ramones, it's Ramones. Okay, this is not speed metal, but this is pretty speedy stuff. And I'm gonna mention this is a band that I heard. And in, and I heard this song and instantly fell in love with this band. Just like out of all the punk bands from this era, like just some of the most aggressive. He, for for punk, it's heavy, even. And that is the Dead Kennedys. I've got Holiday in Cambodia, which is this. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a political track. You know about uh, about the the Khmer Rouge. <clears throat> uh, uh, the record was released by the group on the group's uh, uh, second as the group's second single, May 1980, uh, with "Police Truck" as the B-side. The photograph on the front cover of the single was taken from uh, Thama Astat University massacre in Thailand, depicting a crowd member beating the hanged corpse of a student protester oh. with a metal chair. Oh, 
Serious That's nice. stuff. Serious stuff in your face. The song was re-recorded for the band's first album, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. The original recording of the song, as well as the B-side, are available on the Rarities album, Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death. The nice. song was written shortly after the genocidal dictatorship of the Khmer Rouge, led by Pol Pot. Hence the uh, chanting at the end, Pol Pot, Pol Pot. And his Communist Party... Uh, which is uh, estimated to have been responsible for the deaths of roughly a quarter of the Cambodian pop- pop- population. So just remember, kids, you know, you think communism is all nice. It's all fun and games. It's all fun and games. Go back and listen to the little holiday in Cambodia by the uh, Dead Kennedys. Great track, insanely aggressive. And Jello Biafra's vocal performance, I mean, he's got he's one of the most distinctive vocalists in all of music. Just unmistakable. The second he opens his mouth, you know exactly who it is. Love nice. the Dead Kennedys. <laughs> <clears throat> Lily Von Six. Um, next song I'm going to talk about is Going Out Swinging by Motley Crue. It's from Saints of Los Angeles, so it's uh, 2008. It's This is an album that not it's not often talked about because it isn't one of their best, according to their fans. Uh, but the song Going Out Swinging makes me think that if you're pissed and there's no way out, be pissed all the way and go out swinging. So... Uh, and when I mean swinging, I mean swinging with a baseball bat into a china shop or, you know, your kitchen like my mom with her dishes or what have you. And, um, you know, whatever. Um, it's loosely based on the the book, The Dirt. Each song is like a mini story and you can uh, plug it into the book. Some of it's funny, some of it's serious and in your face. But this one's definitely one I used to drive in Miami. This is when I first heard the song. Was I was living in Miami. I was driving along. The traffic was horrible, and I hear this song, and I just like want to like floor it and just go through all this traffic. But it's definitely one of the ones that you can break <laughs> stuff to. Okay. <laughs> I just remember Miami and in traffic <laughs> when I would hear this song. <laughs> um, does anybody know the uh, where, where the photo came from that I used for the uh, Facebook event? Don't worry about it. No, I do not know. That's from the video <laughs> from. Uh, uh, Maybe maybe next time he'll think before he cheats by uh, oh, Carrie Underwood. that one. I know that song. <clears throat> Which I, I, I thought was a funny... When she's beating to, up his truck. Yeah, she beats up his truck. So that's, you know, I, it isn't on my list as a song, but But that's like, a good photo, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so what do you got, what do you got, Hawk? Buzz. Yeah, is that your hot sauce? Hawk's hot sauce. I got a new this business hot, for you. This is my time machine. <laughs> um... Seriously. Before we run out of time, I just want to go with Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. I mean, come on. It's the whole reason for that is the only thing that – the only good song Limp Bizkit ever probably read other than Nookie, which is a, one of my personal faves of Guilty Pleasures. But Break Stuff is just a song about literally what that is. Just bust it up. So, I mean, hey, if they did nothing else, they wrote that song at least. So. I think that it is a really fun song. Oh, and of course. It's the official – Breaking shit song, right? I mean, I think that's the anthem. Uh, break. Okay, I have the uh, little uh, bio here on it. Break stuff is a new metal song by American rock band Limp Bizkit. Uh, Biscuit, excuse me. Released on May second, two thousand, is the fourth and final single from their second studio album, Significant Other. The song was released alongside N Two Gather and Two Gather Now, and was remained a staple of Limp Bizkit's live shows. The music video was shot at a skate lab. The band members are seen in some scenes, not playing any instruments. In some scenes they are playing each other's 
Instruments cameos include Snoop Dogg, Jonathan Davis of Corn, Dr. Dre, Eminem, his and his daughter Haley, Alec Baldwin, Polly Shore, Derek Jeter, Roger Daltrey, Bam Margeria, uh, Bucky Lasick, Seth Green, Stryker, Riley Hawk, Aaron Lewis, Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, model Lily Ambridge, and comedian Richard Lewis. It received its world premiere in February 2000 on the short-lived USA's network uh, a music show. Farm Club, alongside Korn's video for their single, Make Me Bad. Both groups made a guest appearance to introduce their respective videos. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's a fun video. Like, it's one of those, like, cameo-laden mm. videos that are super fun to watch. So, check it out. It's fun to pick out all the all folks, all the folks in it. Is it my turn? Whose turn is it? I don't know. <clears throat> okay. I think it's your turn, It's yeah. my turn. Oh, uh, I've just, I've hit, I'm hitting them all, hitting them all. Um... <laughs> Okay, here's another one that I, and this is on a lot of people's lists, but it's a super fun song. Again, it's in that sort of new metal uh, genre. It's Bodies, a song by American rock band Drowning Pool. Also, is the lead single from their debut album, Sinner, released in May 2001, so a year after break stuff. Bodies is Drowning Pool's signature song, and it's been featured in various films, TV programs, advertisements since its release. Uh, it was also the theme song for the 2001 WWF SummerSlam pay-per-view event. Remember those things? Yes. Now, there's, now you just stream everything on YouTube. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't as well as yeah, ECW's uh, brand in 06 to, er, uh, to early 2008. During 2001, the song became popular, but the song is taken off radio stations after the September 11th attacks. Gee, I wonder why uh, it was considered inappropriate. Um, that is a whole podcast right there. Songs that were taken off the radio. We because should honestly do that. Right? Yeah, that, that's that. Yeah, there's because there's a whole bunch. So not all of them are like. Aggressive, some like leaving on a jet plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. Early version of Bodies appeared on the EP Pieces of Nothing. The version omits the lyrics in the bridge and features a significantly greater amount of screaming. So check it out. Uh, Bodies by Drowning Pool. 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 <laughs> Okay, we're 41 minutes in. Let me give you a quick shout-out to our sponsors again. Wolfscustoms.online. Get that custom, not blowjob, custom paint job <laughs> on your musical instrument. Although, maybe they do custom blowjobs, too. I, I don't what know. What is a custom blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I if that's going to go down, man. <laughs> and uh, go to rockrageradio.com. Download the app. You can. We, we are uh, on there on Sunday mornings or Sunday at noon. Right after church, we see when you're done with Sunday school, come out after church. You can crank us up, and uh, so uh, rockrageradio.com and go to lulombardimusic.com for uh, a bunch of goodies. Um, and it is whose turn? I don't know. Uh, it's Lily's turn. All right, it's Lily's turn. Uh, next on my list is Ace of Spades, Motorhead. <laughs> the reason is it's not really a song about being aggressive or being angry. It's just one of those songs that's. Super fast, and it's like two minutes and 48 seconds where I just want to do some damage. So that's all. Oh, did you write it down? <laughs> I circled it because it was the next one I was going to mention. Oh, let's, sorry. Let's, let's move on from that one. That's why I was like, yes, wow, she really just said that because it's you, <laughs> rarely that those stars come alive. So that's why I, I know. Like, we rarely that, do that. that. I mean, it's that, not. That it's not an angry song at all, but it makes me want to do stuff. <laughs> no, it's just that like it's it's a it's a song that just gets you. I think it's one of the best metal songs ever written, to be honest. But that's like in my metal anthems top ten. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's just yeah, it's a song that just gets your 
get your blood flowing on that one. That's it's, that's a and that's I, a good thing. It's considered like the definitive Motorhead song by everyone except for Lemmy. Lemmy did not like that song. Was not his favorite. What was his favorite song? <laughs> he didn't say what his favorite was. When I was reading all the things about this, he didn't say what his favorite was, but this is not it. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and give you guys a little bit of, of a bio on the song. It was initially released, uh, issued as a seven-inch vinyl single on the on October 27th of 1980 as a preview to the album Ace of Spades. Uh, uh, kind of leading up to their autumn tour, the song was also released by Bronze Records as a 12-inch vinyl pressing in special Christmas picture sleeves. Yes, I And there that. is, if you got Wikipedia. It's <laughs> great. I love it. I love it. Keith, you got to look it up sometime, dude. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, the picture of the band in Santa Claus outfits used on the cover was taken at uh, Asbury Fair while the band were on tour. Uh, Bronze also issued a German and Spanish 7-inch vinyl records that had different sleeves, as well as the Japanese release. The song opens with an overdriven bass intro played by Lemmy, the one and only, the guy who's the one, I mean, like, really, right? They broke the mold. Yeah. The, uh, you know what I mean? He had, like, seven girlfriends, bang strippers. One of the rock drank, uh, drank Jack Daniels like it was water. And all you he know? wanted to do was sit in the rainbow in his shorty shorts and play the casino games. I'm <laughs> uh, sure smoke. He said he used gambling metaphors, mostly cards and dice. When it comes to that sort of thing, I'm more into one-armed bandits, actually. But you can't really sing about spinning fruit and the wheels coming down. That's great. Uh, on the 6th of September, 1980, Lemmy was interviewed by Graham Neal on BBC uh, radio um, show. A bomber, Ace of Spades, Love Me, and Like a Reptile were played the following month. On the 6th of October, the band played the song uh, on the BBC show, Top, Top. Top of the pops. Yeah, it was a big. I mean, just really, it was a thir- thirteen weeks in the US, on the UK singles charts. Great song. So that covers it for the Ace of Spades, right? Yes. Okay. So Lily and Keith, you guys both good with. Well, I'll tell you what. Since you stole Keith's, I didn't mean to. Keith, do another one. You got another one, Mister Walk Around the House. Hold a minute. Hold on. Uh oh. Sometimes I have to go to another room because there's just you know, there's secret societies in this house that I just can't be a part of. <laughs> Is it the Garden Club? No, nah, it's just it's the club that you know you just don't want to really. Oh, I see. You don't want to be in that club. Gotcha. To be honest with you, this next one is not even a. It's a pop band, but I think they wrote one of the heaviest songs ever. I think Helter Skelter is a pretty break break stuff kind of tune for me. I mean, it's that's that's one heavy jam compared to. I mean, you figured the rest of their body of work was nowhere near that, but that was like their metal tune. And I think it, to this day, it just. It's heavy and it rocks, man. Legit, and like now the meaning behind it because of man, Marilyn, or not Marilyn Manson, Jesus, Charles ah, Manson. Ah, see, you Because I've been reading about Marilyn Manson. Charles Manson now makes that a little more aggressive. So. Uh, Paul McCartney was inspired to write Helter Skelter after reading an interview with the Who's Pete Townsend where he described their September 67 single, I Can See For Miles, uh, as the loudest, rawest, dirtiest song the Who had ever recorded. He said he wrote Helter Skelter to be more raucous. <laughs> I like that he wanted, word. He wanted more raucous. He wanted more raucous vocal. He wanted to have the loudest drums, uh, etc. And two days before the release of The Beatles, also known as The White Album, McCartney gave Radio Luxembourg an exclusive interview in which he commented on uh, several of the album songs. Speaking of Helter Skelter, he said, um, that came about just because I read an interview of a record which said... Uh, and his group really got us wild. There's echo on everything. They're screaming their heads off. And I just remember thinking, oh, it'd be great to do one. 
pity they've done it. Must be great. Really screaming record. And then I heard their record, and it was quite straight. <laughs> and it's very sort of sophisticated. It wasn't rough and screaming uh, and tape echo at all. So I thought, oh, well, we'll do that then. And that uh, was a song called Helter Skelter, which is a, just a ridiculous song. So we did it like that because I like noise. That's awesome. I like that. I like that That might explanation. be the greatest quote from Paul McCartney ever. It's a good explanation. We did it like that because I like noise. <laughs> That's awesome, Keith. Thanks for bringing that up, dude. Good one. Uh, Lily. Uh, the last one on my list is Thunder Horse by Death Clock from the album Death Album. Um, written and recorded by the band prior to the recording of Death Water, uh, along with two other songs. Um and they, these three, uh, the songs are, sorry, I have to actually read this part, Better better Metal Snake and The Lost Vikings, and these three songs make up the Viking trilogy. The song is the third and final song of the trilogy. There are very few lyrics in the song because they wanted to put the emphasis on the guitars, but the extreme shredding alone gives me the breaking shit feeling. Uh, the video for the song was banned for the nudity. It's a cartoon, let's not forget. <laughs> And also, let's not point out that our hero, Nathan Explosion, kills off the rest of the band in the gru- in a gruesome way during the video, too. So it was banned for the nudity, though. Just the nudity. You can watch it on YouTube if you're old enough. Just give me the nudity, just the nudity. All the nudity, all the time. Give me all the nudity, all the time. But it's definitely a very aggressive song. Very little lyrics. I think there's like four words total that they say over and over and over again. It's Revenge. It's uh, Thunder Horse. I can't remember what else, but it's super no lyrics, but a lot of the shredding makes it very aggressive and gives you that whole break shit feeling, like I said. That's the last one on my list. Um, I don't know, like, really what the song so much is. Um, if this song is, uh, the like, the content of the song, the lyrics of the song are about anything particularly, like, violent. But I think it has, like, you could definitely smash some shit to this song. And that's uh, It's So Easy by Guns N' Roses. It's a good one. According to an interview published in Hit Parader, ah, I loved Hit Parader, in March of 88, (laughs) It's So Easy is an account of a time Duff McKeegan, West Arkeen, and also the rest of the band were kind of going with something that they were going through. They didn't have any money, but they had a lot of hangers and girls that they could basically live off of. Things were just too easy. There's an emptiness. It's so easy. Uh, in an Eddie Trunk interview from 06, Axl Rose said that McKeegan and Arkeen originally wrote the song as an acoustic yippee-ya-ya song and that it was Slash's decision to turn it into a rock song. McKeegan stated that Arkeen taught him about alternate tuning, leading the song to have a more distinctive sound, saying without open E tuning, that song wouldn't have happened. That's why West has songwriting credit on it. Very interesting. Did not know any of that stuff. But it's a real aggressive song. One of their really kind of fast yeah. jamming tunes and yeah you could definitely smash some stuff to that song you got anything else hawk i'd much rather hear that song or freaking sweet child of mine for oh, yeah, yes. yeah yeah i got him so over that i got um one of the great metal riffs of all time but it's a song that as soon as it comes in again it's just relentless from start to finish it's uh repeat offenders again a new level by pantera nice the second track off of Vulgar Display of Power, and it is one of the best riffs of all time. As soon as that shit comes in, I mean, Dimebag is just responsible. Guilty, man, of making some badass riffs. I mean, God rest his soul. One of my favorite guitar players, like I said, a lot of guitar player, but I just some some infectious riffs, man. And that, yeah. that and bass lines, I pick up on all the time. I'm like, man, that's some... That's some 
nice riffage there. Like the, I like the word riffage. Riffage. Yeah, I don't. I think that's. I think that's a word. It's a tech, It's a. It's an industry term. There you go. There you are. Things you <laughs> didn't know that Lily teaches you. Um, so guys, that's a kick-ass playlist. You can easily put that together on YouTube Music or Spotify. Spotify and YouTube Music do not sponsor this show. We're just saying that. Uh, the last pick on mine, real quick, just throw it out there. I'm not going to give anything. Is Nazis punk Nazi punks fuck off by the Dead Kennedys? I mean, legit. I'm such a huge not Dead <laughs> Kennedys fan. I had to put two on. But let's run down the list real quick. Holiday in Cambodia. Nazi punks fuck off. We're not going to take it. Eat the rich. It's so easy. Break stuff. Sober. Two minutes to midnight. Head like a hole. I said hole. <laughs> Bodies. Davidian. Uh, Violet, I've had it. Anarchy in the UK, fucking hostile. Back in black, you're crazy. Payback, going out swinging. Ace of spades, thunder horse. Too many puppies. Domination, head like a hole again. Back in black, again. Freedom, the pretender. Foo Fighters, rain in blood. Break stuff by Limp Biscuit again. And Helter Skelter by the Beatles. You could totally put that together, man. And then you could just have at it. I would like to do that. Can we, like, rent out a space? There you are. There you are. There you are. There you are. Um, so, fun show. Real quick, before we wrap up, I always like to do a little bit of This Day in Music. On this day in 1959, Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and the Big Bopper all appeared at the Surf Ballroom, Clear Lake, Iowa, and it's their last show before they went to that big rock concert in the sky. I know. And this day in 1967, Jimi Hendrix Experience appeared at Blue Pad Club in Darlington, England, which was part of the Imperial Hotel Complex on Grange Road. The show was advertised as Don't Miss This Man, who is Dylan Clapton and James Brown all in one. That's an interesting wow. uh, description of uh, Jimi Hendrix, isn't it? That is good, though. I would say I didn't know he really had a dance move like <laughs> James Brown. But, uh, uh, the car Especially with that, you know, that'd be hard with that strat in your hand, but, you know, whatever. Uh, the Carpenters started at uh, uh, a four-week run at number one on the UK album charts uh, on this day in 1974 with Top of the World. Um, 1976, Genesis released Trick of the Tail, their seventh studio album, and the first to feature drummer Phil Collins as full-time lead vocalist. So well, we talked about the Sex Pistols. On this day in 1979, Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious died of a heroin overdose. Hey. Uh, 1989 on this day, George Michael received undisclosed damages in excess of 100,000 pounds from the Sun newspaper over articles printed that stated Michael had gate crashed a party given by Andrew Lloyd Webber and was drunk and abusive. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber is such a soft-spoken gentleman. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, on, this, made, on, this, it up, huh? on this day in 93, Willie Nelson paid his $9 million dollars uh, in back taxes. <laughs> wow. That's the way, Willie. Get that out of the way. That way you could have more money for weed. You were legit. Oh, this is a good one. This just seems like it was yesterday. This is 19, this is 2004. Oh my uh, God, yeah. I... TV network CBS apologized for its broadcast of the American Super Bowl after Janet Jackson was left exposed when Justin Timberlake ripped her off her top. <laughs> I'm going to say something yeah. about that. And I... Go, go, say I... it. Went to my parents to watch that Super Bowl, and as soon as the halftime show came on, I went and showered, and I missed the whole thing. And everybody's yelling downstairs. I jumped out of the shower, I'm like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And they told me what happened, and I missed the whole thing. I had to see the aftermath later. I was so mad that I didn't see it with everybody else. <laughs> uh, quick shout out: birthdays. Graham Nash, born on this day in 1942. 
Uh, Alan McKay. Al McKay, guitarist with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Very underrated. You want to talk about underrated guitar players? Great guitar player. Ross Valerie from the band Journey just recently fired from Journey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, 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 dude. Here's another great uh, bass player, dude. Alfonso Johnson was born on this day. Dude, what is it with bass? Uh, just killer musicians. I don't know. Something about ba bass players like birthdays on that day, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Robert DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. Happy birthday to you. And Stephen Firth, bass player for uh, the band, a uh, British band, Embrace. Uh, John Spence from No Doubt. John Spence from No Doubt. Shakira, born this day in 1977. So there you have it, this day in music from the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I'm going to interject real quick. Interject, I like it. Oh, yeah, if we got comments or something. We, well, we got there. one, and uh, he came on late, Michael Goltz. Uh, he, he needs to smash something. He was at work until about 9.40 and missed this. The song Ride the Lightning from the album of the same name is a great smashing shit song. I, I was thinking of a Metallica song, too. <laughs> And I couldn't remember which one it was. Do you have a Metallica song in your list? Yeah, I got that too, but they were further on the list. I had Master Puppets, uh, Creeping Death. I mean, those songs are pretty. Seek and Destroy, those are uh, all that great. That's it. Seek and Destroy was the song I had on my. That's my sister's and I nickname, Seek and Destroy. <laughs> that's your nickname. Someone actually dubbed us that one day. She's, which one is Seek and which She's one is. She's Seek, I'm Destroy. <laughs> yeah. We were dubbed that one night at a concert. <laughs> By uh, Dino, who manages the band Neverwake. <laughs> oh boy, there's an eye. <laughs> oh crap. Anyways, guys, so um, so that's pretty much it. Go check out wolfscustoms.online. Get some uh, custom uh, uh, paint job, paint work on uh, one of your musical instruments, and then you can show off. Uh, go to lulombardimusic.com if you want to find out more about what we've got going on and get access to some cool goodies and downloads and stuff like that. Lily? I have, have a show. It's called Hot Licks with Lily Six on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on Rock Rage Radio. You can download the free app to your phone or just go to rockrageradio.com and stream it straight from there. Good stuff. And Keith, you were telling us that you are in a new musical project. Yeah, and it's I called Ugly. It's no name after me. To, just to, the name of the band is Ugly. February, February 20th, we have, we're actually playing a gig. Oh, it's congratulations, gonna, it's, it's, man. That's awesome, but I have a gig that day. At the Poor House in Metairie, Louisiana. So yeah, Good for you, man. Go I don't live. Expect any, I don't expect anybody watching to come, but if you're in the area, you know, just... How but yeah, at least, it's a, at least it's a gig. There's some, there's some things going on now where they're, like, letting live music start up a little bit, but there's a lot of just funny rules to it that just are sickening. Yeah, it's trust just, me. They, they have this whole list of rules about... No singing, no chanting, no dancing. I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's yeah, that's like how it. our shows are here. Yeah, you can't dance. You have to sit. It's yeah, nice. that's. I mean, that's. I've never heard some shit like that uh, before. I was out a few weeks ago at the Craft House and saw like a like a party band. They were doing like all kind yeah. of 90s pop and stuff. They have and tables <laughs> down on the dance floor, so you can't. Yeah, and you wanted to get up and boogie. You know what I mean? It was fun. We were drinking. I had Ubered, so I was ready to go. And it was like, you know, but by the end, the people were kind of just mingling. Doing it. Yeah, they were kind like, of doing you know. the thing. They kind of said, okay, screw it. We don't care at this point. I don't blame them. Yeah, I was reading that the other day when they, they opened up like a little New Orleans, like, you know, restriction thing. And I was reading it and I was like, that's cool. Music starting to creep its way back into a freaking city that relies on it. But it's like, I can't believe that they're having these restrictions. It's just, it's kind of funny and pathetic at the same time. So It's pathetic. Well, I found it like kind of depressing. I'm kind of like, ugh. like I went out and like, it just seems so like, like the, I, this is not nothing against Brian's band. They're, they're a very cool, fun party band, but it was just like, what, 
the club, all the restrictions, everything the club had on you. You know what I mean? It like makes it different. Moving around, and you can only do this, and you had to call ahead, and everything. You know, and it was just like, and there was nobody sitting at the bar, dude. Come on, I Why know. I sit at the bar? You know, that's where I love to sit is at the bar. There's a couple places. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just ridiculous, man. I don't know what they're. There, there are. I don't know what the deal is. The master plan is, but it's not good. There are places where you can um, sit at the bar. It's not legal, but they they have no restrictions on it. I don't want to say their names yeah, let's on the not podcast. Talk about, we don't want to get, get them, them shut to, down to get to get them in trouble. But you go in there and people are sitting in the bar and like doing whatever. You know, so. I, I know quite a few places like that, but we're not going to tattle. Yeah, on. I don't. No, no, no. That's not that's not what we want to do here at all. So, um, all right, guys, check us out next week. Um, uh, you got a minute to hang out, Keith, because I got a show idea. I want to run by you real quick when we're done. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. All right, guys, and happy birthday to my brother from another mother, Keith Hawcock. And this week he's going to be he's going to be twenty nine years old. God Again. bless you. Just a baby. Just a baby. <laughs> He's just a baby, that's all. He's just a baby boy. He's just a big, bouncing, <laughs> bourbon-filled baby boy. Oh, <laughs> bourbon-filled baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Hey, you guys have a great uh, rest of the week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.